Hey guys, I'm Emily and welcome to the Made for More podcast. I made this podcast as a way to find encouragement for your soul. As I walk through life as a stay-at-home mom, I encounter insight and wisdom from God that I feel called to share with others. Through my own life stories, sermons listened to, books I've read, the Bible, and other amazing resources, I'll be sharing encouraging and uplifting messages. If you're looking to renew your mind, transform your life and perspective, this podcast is a place to start. Today's episode is about finding confidence in your purpose. Last week's episode, I talked about walking towards our purpose and what it looks like learning to walk in faith. So today we will talk about what our purpose is and how to have confidence as we walk out our calling. It's important for us to know and have purpose to feel as if we're walking towards something, right? So what is our purpose? That's the big question we all end up asking ourselves. Now, let's begin with the what. I want to start by reading some verses from scripture that speak about purpose. I am cherry picking out verses, as some like to call it, but for the purpose of this episode of not being too lengthy, I suggest jotting down the scriptures I reference and reading them on your own in your quiet time. That way, you can get more context and see for yourself that knowing our purpose is an essential component of God's plan for our lives. Let's begin. To everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Ecclesiastes 3.1 For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Ephesians 2.10 Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Proverbs 19.21 So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Isaiah 55:11 The Lord said, "Surely I will deliver you for a good purpose. Surely I will make your enemies plead with you in times of disaster and times of distress." Jeremiah 15:11 But the Pharisees and the experts in the law rejected God's purpose for themselves because they had not been baptized by John. Luke 7:30 Therefore in the present case I advise you Leave these men alone, let them go, for if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. Acts 5.38 Now when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. He was buried with his ancestors, and his body decayed. Acts 13.36 And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. Romans 8, 28-30 
The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. 1 Corinthians 3.8 Now the one who has fashioned us for this very purpose is God, who has given us the spirit of, as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. 2 Corinthians 5.5 5. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. Ephesians 1.11 For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Philippians 2.13 He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything that we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. 2 Timothy 1.9 Now these are not all of the scriptures in regards to purpose, but they give us a lot of answers to those questions we're asking ourselves. What is my purpose? So what truths did we learn from these verses about our purpose? To start, we learned that our purpose is actually His purpose. He foreknew us before we were even born. He predestined us to be like his son, Jesus. He created for us good works, which he planned for us to do in advance. He works with us by the power of the Holy Spirit that he gave us as a guarantee to fulfill his good purpose. God fashioned each of us with a purpose specifically for us. Human origin purpose and plans will fail, God's word will not return to him empty, but will achieve the purpose it was meant to, and everything has a purpose in its season. Some of you may still be wondering or searching for your purpose. You may be asking, what exactly is my calling from God? James 1.5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to him. So ask God in prayer and quiet time what his purpose for your life is. Knock, seek, and ask. Genuinely pursue your relationship with the Lord and he will guide you. He will help you find your purpose in time. Jesus says in his Sermon on the Mount, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Matthew 7, 7-8. And in Matthew six thirty three, he says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. The God who created you is the one to who you should go to when you're seeking to find your purpose. Just like if we have an issue with a product we've purchased, the best place for us to go to get it fixed is the manufacturer itself, right? Now, let's move on to discussing some things that keep us from pursuing our purpose with confidence. To name a few, there is worry, fear, anxiety, distraction, wrong focus, you might be thinking, what is a wrong focus? Well, focusing on ourselves, our wills, our plans, and wants, those are wrong focus because it's a form of 
self-focused. It's a form of distraction. We can even be sure of our purpose and calling, but if we focus on our own strength instead of God's, we'll find ourselves exhausted and burnt out, unable to achieve all we've sought out to. We've turned our focus onto ourselves instead of God, in which all things are possible. Matthew 19.26 Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. John 15.5 I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. It's when we fully rely on God that we're able to fulfill our purpose. A fun way that you can remind yourself daily is this acronym I heard long ago. FROG. Fully relying on God. I got myself a miniature frog to put where I'll see it every day. I love it. Are you fully relying on God? Are you frogging? I talk about fixing our focus in more detail in episode 7, if you're interested in hearing more about that. But for now, we will continue speaking on addressing the things hindering us from walking competently in our purpose. There's a sermon that I listened to by Pastor Craig Rochelle. In it, he talks about one of these hindrances, worry. He makes a point to discuss that there's a difference between concern and worry. Concern focuses on the challenge and moves you to action. Worry is inaction. It's where nothing gets better and our mental health gets worse. He reminds us of how God loves us more than the birds and how the birds don't worry or store away for tomorrow. If a bird's hungry, concerned, they do something about it. He brought up the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus says, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying at a single hour to your life? Matthew 6, 26-27 So, if you're someone who struggles with worry, the sermon by Pastor Craig is one I highly recommend, and it's called The World's Most Overlooked Mental Health Problem. I found it on YouTube. In an older sermon of his, he gave a really good visual about worry that I'll never forget. He was on the stage and he had two boxes. A smaller box was labeled worries and another big box was labeled God. He said as an exercise to write down whatever you're worried about and place the worries in your worry box. And when you're ready to pray about them and bring them to God, let it go and place it into the big God box. And when you catch yourself worried again, you need to walk back over to your God box, pull it back out, and let God know that you're not trusting him with your worry. You'll need that back. And then put it back into your little worry box. Ouch. That means when we're worrying, we're not trusting God. And he couldn't be any more spot on than that. Jesus himself told us not to worry. What worrying does is it puts our thoughts in the future. It's a fear and distrust that God will not meet all of our needs. When our mind and focus is in the past or the future, we are not in the present. But 
By keeping our focus on God, we're keeping our focus in the present. And the present is where we will find the presence of God. We find Emmanuel, which means God with us. Fixing our focus really addresses all of the other things that are keeping us from walking in our purpose. When the distractions like the lust of the eyes and flesh try to keep us from walking on the path God is calling us on, we can refocus and fix our eyes on the straight and narrow path. If you listen to episode 7, I talked about the physical blind spots our eyes have and how spiritually we can get blind spots to God and His will for us if we focus on ourselves. When our focus turns inward and we keep our eyes on ourselves, it takes away from our ability to be selfless and to see the bigger picture and purpose. This ultimately gets us trapped in our own selfishness, closing off our ability to love and serve those around us well. If we're not careful, lies and deception creep in and we may start to believe the voice of shame. We have to store the truth that, therefore there is now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, from Romans 8.1, in our hearts. Another misplaced focus is we can get caught up in this mentality of what's next, worrying about tomorrow seeking for the next thing that will somehow bring us happiness and what we call success. The, when I get this, then I'll be happy mentality. When I have the perfect body, am married, have kids, or a new job, then I'll be happy. Yet, these are just more worldly focuses. These are selfish, self-focused distractions from a greater cause and purpose. It's a discontentment in our current circumstances. I myself have fallen victim to this many times and still struggle. This what's next mentality is a form of anxiety. There's nothing wrong with having vision and dreams. It's when they become our focus over our present relationship with the Lord that they can cause problems. Another distraction is when we begin to look outward comparing ourselves to others. We can feel like we're not worthy or that someone else would be better to fulfill our calling. We can become like Moses and ask God, but who am I? This is in chapter 3 of Exodus, Moses and the burning bush. God says to Moses, I am. God regains Moses' focus on who God is, and we know that with him, nothing is impossible. We don't need to compare our journey to what God is doing in others' lives when we know that we are all one body in Christ and that we all have specific gifts and duties that may not look the same. All these spiritual gifts have heavenly values that do not equate to earthly values. We can choose to refocus on what God says, be humble, recognize, and appreciate our gifts and calling. Instead of comparing ourselves to others or envying their gifts and strengths, we can begin to appreciate them as well as our own. God has given us spiritual gifts not to serve ourselves, but to serve others. 
they were not made to only receive, but to also give. God displays his heart of sacrificial giving when he gave us the greatest gift, his one and only son. In Jesus' ministry, he washed his disciples' feet, leaving an example of being a servant. Instead of taking the head seat at the table, he removes his clothes and washes his disciples' feet. The heart of God is serving, putting others above himself. Paul's words are more eloquent than my own, and he says it so beautifully in his letter to the Philippians. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. That's from Philippians 2, 3-8. And in Romans 12, 10-13 says, Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. So, if you're still wondering what your purpose is, start asking yourself, God, and maybe others some questions. What are my natural gifts? What am I good at? What are the gifts that God has given me? How can I use my gifts to serve others and not myself? We all need to be reminded that we do indeed have purpose, whether we feel so or not. To deny having purpose is to deny the truths of God, that we were created and known before we were even knit together in our mother's womb. It takes humility and a selfless confidence to remember and believe that we have purpose, a confidence in God. Every day, we have the choice to choose between our feelings or what is true. When we know God is with us and keep our minds fixed in the present, it brings our focus into place. Anxiety and fear must not take our attention. We take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. We let God renew our mind as we choose to not conform to the patterns of this world, and then we're able to be transformed by Him. When we're on this journey towards fulfilling our calling and purpose, we have to learn to rely on God's guidance and God's leading by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's in our nature to want a clear vision for our lives. We want clarity and the answers given where we will have no doubts. We want to know what tomorrow will bring. That typically isn't how life goes though, is it? What would be the point of having hope or faith? We would just be robots obeying orders. Hebrews 11.1 Now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And in Romans 8.24-27 says, For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. 
In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. When we seek answers about the future or look too far ahead, we're just losing focus. God doesn't give us step two until we take step one. We take our journey one step at a time. Having a dream and having a vision is wonderful, but it's the small steps in obedience we take each day that bring us closer to that future we hope for. Faith, bravery, and confidence don't just come when there's an absence of fear. It's the conquering of the fear that brings these about. One of my favorite quotes that I even have on my refrigerator is, Life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass, but learning to dance in the rain by Vivian Green. And another is, Life is a journey, not a destination. Ralph Waldo Emerson. When we realize that the purpose of our lives aren't reaching a certain milestone or achieving our own definition of success, but learning the art of walking in faith with God is when we will find true joy and confidence. He sees the beginning and the end because he is the beginning and the end, and he knows the final destination of our paths. He is with us every step of the way that we are walking towards our purpose that we find in him alone. Stay tuned and be on the lookout for another episode that will unpack on disappointments and unmet expectations that can be discouraging as we walk along our path God has laid out for us. If you made it to this point, I want to say thanks for listening to this episode. Sometimes it's so hard to choose what is right in a culture that has many definitions of what is right and true. I want to spread the word and feel passionate about sharing truth with others. If you are passionate about helping others learn about what life in Christ is like, then I encourage you to share this message with a friend, post it on your social media, or just talk about it. I would love to have others walk alongside me in helping others become the light of the world. Feel free to reach out to me by email at emily.90.w at gmail.com or you can add me on Instagram at she who creates for him and you can support this podcast by leaving feedback and ratings. Thank you for being a part of this journey of spreading the word. Bye for now.